Coming up on golf today, Willie Z announces his return to golf at the Century Tournament of Champions on Maui. Back injury behind him. Will this game be and just how big of a star can he be in 2023? And the LPGA commissioner joined Golf Central yesterday for a year in review. What did she say? And is the LPGA era pointing up for next year? And a World Golf Hall of Fame member with 21 PGA Tour wins checks in for a past champ chat. Lanny Watkins never afraid to speak his mind on Golf Today. Golf Today. Golf Today on a Wednesday. Damon Hack alongside Ryan Lavner, senior writer for Golf Channel. Yesterday we had Curtis Strange on the show. Interview still making some waves on Twitter. If you have Twitter on, on your phone, we got Lanny Watkins. Today it's been a busy, busy month and a busy week. I was like genuinely concerned when I was put on the schedule for the second week of December, like what we would possibly talk about for an hour. There has been no shortage of topics. Absolutely loved it. Can't wait to dive in today. We got some good stuff too. What riders love to do yeah. is have some things to talk about. We have some news on this Wednesday. Will Zalatoris, who grabbed his first PGA Tour win back in August in the FedEx St. Jude Championship, has committed to play in the upcoming Century Tournament of Champions. Zalatoris has played just 40 holes since his win in Memphis due to lower back injury. Had a fantastic season. I'm going to call it like a breakthrough season because he got that first PGA Tour win. The FedEx St. Jude Championship, 24 starts, that win. He had three runner-up finishes, including two of those in major championships, the U.S. Open and the PGA Championship as well. So what is the significance, Ryan, of this news? I think it's huge. I'm not sure if you saw, Damon, the uh, Deion Sanders introductory team meeting that he had when he uh, signed with Colorado, but he kept saying over and over again, I'm coming, hmm. I'm coming, I'm coming. That's exactly after trading messages with Will Zalatoris and some members of his team yesterday. That's exactly like how they're viewing this sort of move with an eye towards 2023. Like they're dying to get back. He's as healthy as he's ever been. He feels like he's really primed for a monster year. Because you have to remember, think of all that he was robbed of immediately mm. after that first win on the PGA Tour. He was then in line, right, for $18 million in the FedEx Cup bonus, ends up finishing last in $500,000. He was in line to make his first cup team. Yes. Instead, he ends up watching a couple of days inside the ropes at Qual. He was in line to potentially win the race to Dubai on the DP World Tour. Instead, he stays home. Listening to, to Will and some members of his team, it certainly sounds like he has something to prove, and he is absolutely primed for a big year in 2023. He brings so much to the table just from a personality standpoint, has a lot of confidence, a lot of swagger. I spoke to his coach, Josh Gregory, earlier in the year, who said that he carries himself like a 20-year veteran, and that his course management is that good. The first time I saw him was at the Masters Tournament in person. He was walking over to the, to the media area. He just carries himself like he's got 10 major championship trophies on his mantle, and, and I like that about him. He believes he's got big-time stuff, and I think he does as well. Yeah, there's certain uh, competitive arrogance, I guess you could say, mm. about Will Zalatoris. I think that's what all... The great ones have. I've covered him since since junior golf. He was the exact same way in junior golf, wearing long pants, pants when a lot of guys were, were wearing shorts. He was the exact same way at Wake Forest and what was a decorated college career there. And we've seen that carry over uh, on the PJ Tour, even though he didn't necessarily have the resume right. until 21, 22 season to back it up. He's always carried himself. And that's why I think not just kind of the golf IQ side, the course management 
side, the, the confidence side. I think he can certainly handle the platform of being a star player uh, on the PJ Tour. He, he has everything. How about, how about his, his ball striking in particular? To hear Josh Gregory say that Will believes he can out-hit everybody on the PJ Tour, and if his course management is good and his putting is good, that he can win multiple times in a season. I mean, you talk to the folks around Dallas, like, they talk about Will Zalatoris in these, like, godlike terms that he's like one of the Like Julio best, Jones like back in the day. Yeah, like he's I mean, one of the like... best ball strikers they've ever okay, seen. Can okay. hit absolute moon balls, obviously can flight the ball in, in the wind as well. That has always been the hallmark of his game. Where he made strides last year and was, I think, the main reason why he, he ended up breaking through and why he has performed so well in the major championships is the strides he has made mm. with his putting. You have to separate what it looks like and how it actually performs. He's a much better putter than he's given credit for, and we've seen in the major championships, mm. he's been up there because he has been a top 10, top 25 putter in those championships. He puts very well on fast, sloping greens, which is what, obviously, we typically see in major championships. That's why his arrow just continues to point upward because and he's also, only going to get better. And also, let's be honest, a PJ Tour loyalist. In this era of fractured professional golf, he is a supporter of the PGA Tour. He is a big-time player. How important is it just from that fact that Jay Monahan has another devotee back in the fold? For someone so young to qualify for the PIP inside the top ten, I think he finished ninth uh, with, with those payouts. It's, it's huge. To me, he, obviously, we're not you know, putting Jordan Spieth out to pasture by any stretch of the imagination, mm. but he, he's, a, he's a logical follow to Jordan Spieth. He's very likable, yeah. uh, not just among the peers, but clearly he resonates with the audience as well. He speaks very well, and he obviously has the game uh, to back up his words as well. Looking forward to seeing him in January on Maui. Now from the PGA Tour to the LPGA Tour, we turn our focus to the women's game. Take a look at the LPGA year in review. Fantastic year by so many accounts. 26 different winners on the LPGA. Yet five multiple winners. Jennifer Cupcho and Lydia Ko each won three times. By the way, 11 first-time winners. The youngest winner, Ty Titikun, at 19. The oldest, Yoonhee Ji, won at the age of 36. And tell you what, how about this? 11 first-time winners ties the most ever in an LPGA season. Now, yesterday, LPGA Commissioner Molly Marcus-Saman joined Golf Central. Yeah, I think we're in great great shape. I think all of our metrics in 2022 were up. Obviously, most importantly, the, the purses grew from 70 million to 93 and a half million. You know, the player performance, the KPMG player performance uh, statistics are off the charts. There's tremendous young talent. Some of our veterans played phenomenally well. You know, sponsorships are up 30%. I'm sure you saw with the Sponsor United um, report that came out. And so I feel like we're in great shape. We, we announced a phenomenal schedule for 2023, which we're excited about playing at some tremendous golf courses for, you know, over $101 million, and I think still growing during the course of the year. Uh, tremendous interest in partnering with the LPGA. Again, the talent is just off the charts. I mean, we've been studying all the KPMG performance insights, and the data is quite remarkable. So we're feeling very bullish on where the tour is and, and where we're going. I'd like to see sooner rather than later at a very base minimum, you know, the the hundredth best player in the world, able to make a, a living that's really commensurate with with her extreme best in class talent. 
So right now, you know, the 100th best player last year made uh, just a little more than what she probably paid to be out there on the tour. I think at the top, as you know, we're absolutely, you know, we're, we're crushing it on so many levels. We had um, so many more players make over a million dollars this year. I think 25 players make over a million dollars where last year might have been 11. Um, so we're, we're doing quite well, obviously still want to grow that. But I really want the 100th best player in the world to make a living that's commensurate with their talent and a lot, lot closer to what the 100th best player on the PGA Tour makes. So, you know, that's where we're we're really zoned in on. And, and then we want the 125th and then the 150th. You know, we, we've got work to do there and, and we're, we're super focused on it. Commissioner expecting the good times to continue to roll in 2023. Let's take a look at the 33 official events. How about $101.4 million in total prize money, largest total purse in LPGA history, roughly 37% of total prize money to be awarded at the five LPGA Tour major championships. You know, inside the ropes in 2022, I, I kind of missed the Nelly Korda, Jin Young Ko rivalry, which we saw the previous year didn't really materialize because of injury or poor form. But Lydia Ko kind of saved the day, I thought, with her reemergence and winning player of the year. I guess the counter argument to you saying that rivalry kind of fizzled out in 2022 is that it's potentially building back up again to to reemerge mm. in 2023. I don't think we should certainly expect that Nelly Korda is going to miss three months because sure. of the blood cot and Jin Young Ko, hopefully with during the offseason, she can finally get that wrist healthy. But look, we saw Minji Lee breakthrough yes. in, in, a, in a big way, a Ty Titicon you know, reemerging at, at age 19. I mean, she looks like the real deal. You saw the LPGA commissioner talking about her there. So so that should be a, a very compelling backdrop, I mm -hmm. think, to, to 2023 is, is that race for the top player. But one thing, Damon, that wasn't addressed in that interview that I think is a very important subplot for 2023 is the specter of live golf also infiltrating the LPGA. I mean, the fact remains that the $101 million purse might be a record on the LPGA, but it's a fourth of what the PGA Tour is offering. There is vulnerability on mm. the LPGA side Perfect to, word to, be, to be influenced yeah. by, by the Saudi money there. Greg Norman has said that it's a target. The LPGA commissioner has said she's learning and listening. How she eventually responds to this threat, which we assume the threat uh, is, is imminent here, uh, I think is... is really going to define her legacy. That it will. It will. It's a very difficult task that she has. How do you protect the product? Jay Monahan has had to deal with that in 2022. I thought it was interesting that Kari Webb, uh, in one of the greats to ever do it, World Golf Hall of Fame member, LPGA Hall of Famer, said that she's afraid that the for the women's game and that Greg Norman, to, to borrow her words from the summer, could potentially ruin the women's game with a fracturing atop. And it might be a bigger fissure than we're seeing in the men's game because the potential for more women to go, I think it would, would dwarf the defection that we've seen in the men's game. Yeah, certainly. I think the top-end talent we've seen on the PGA Tour, they're going to be seduced by some of the riches that you have there. On, on the LPGA, the commissioner just talked about it. On the, on the top end, yeah, we're finally getting those players, whether it's you know, a dozen or two dozen players crossing that million-dollar threshold. If the, the PIF is somehow pumping more money, uh, into their coffers, yeah, that's going to be very attractive for those players. Do you think they need to find a Rory McIlroy, a spokesperson? I mean, Kari's, you know, she's not, you know, in her vintage, in her prime anymore. Does it have to be one of the young stars on the LPGA, whoever it is, whether it's Lydia Ko or uh, one of the Corda sisters or someone being that role that Rory McIlroy has played in Tiger Woods and, and Ricky and Justin Thomas, et cetera. I, I think we're still, it's still the early vestiges of, of what this 
could he, could even be. And so I think it's probably premature to say Nelly Corda yeah. at, at age 25 yeah. needs to assume the mantle of the spokesperson of the LBJ. I'm just thinking preemptive strike, though. You know, if, if you say the PJ Tour wasn't quite, you know... Prepared. Prepared as well as it might have been, maybe the LPJ could learn from some of those shortcomings. I think if, if the LPGA leadership and the players were doing their due diligence, they would be in a fact-gathering mm. mission right now. See what Live would potentially offer, what it could look like, and see if that's something that's a little bit more suitable for their needs. How about the major championship schedule that we're seeing on the LPGA? When I first started covering golf, you know, two decades ago, this was not the, the lineup of, of venues. Muirfield last year, Pebble coming up this year. I mean, this is, this is you know, Baltusrol. This is chalk. This is as good as it gets. Absolutely. Pebble Beach for the U.S. Women's Open is incredible. A little bit of, of the same sort of vibes like when the Augusta National Women's Amateur was kicking off for the first time. Like the, the grandeur of going to a venue that they hadn't been able to play before, that's certainly one that's earmarked in my schedule. There'll be lots to watch in 2023 and a lot to watch this week still to come on Golf Today. It's a big week in Naples, Florida. Speaking of the LPGA QBE shootout, Comes to town with Nellie and Lexi. We'll chat with the tournament director on why this week will be so impactful inside and outside the ropes. That's next on Golf Today. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Golf Central Update, brought to you by Callaway Golf. Back on golf today, the QBE shootout gets underway Friday at Tiburon Golf Club in Naples, Florida. You can catch live first-round coverage right here on Golf Channel, 1 p.m. Eastern time. Always a fun event. 54-hole team event features a scramble format during the first round, modified alternate shot format round two, then a better ball format during the final round. And the QBE Shootout Tournament Director Rob Hartman joins us from Naples ahead of this week's event. Rob, thanks for a few minutes. Hosting a tournament in normal times is a massive undertaking. What's it been like this year getting the golf course ready in light of Hurricane Ian with the Naples community still rebuilding? Well, first off, good morning, guys. Thank you for the time. Um, this is our 22nd year here in Southwest Florida, Tiburon Golf Club and the Ritz-Carlton Naples. Um, you know, thankfully, the... Uh, Venue here held up pretty well during the storm. A few miles from here, not so much. And really, our focus has been on 
how can we use our platform to a provide financial relief uh, for the Southwest Florida community? We're going to be on track to donate over half a million dollars for local hurricane relief, and then also to provide sort of a break and just a some sense of enjoyment here at the end of the year for a community who's really been hit hard of some obviously uh, world class professional golfers and also some world-class musicians here for a big Saturday night concert. Rob, there's been a lot of talk about scheduling this year for sports fans. What's the value of a tournament like this on the golf calendar? Well, you know, I think it provides something a little bit unique and different. Uh, so we're obviously a boutique event with only 24 professionals. We've got the team environment. We've got a couple uh, mixed teams this year. Um, and also for our fans, it really provides an up-close and intimate atmosphere. Uh, some of the access you'll get this week is, is unlike any other week on the PGA Tour. Speaking of value, Rob, what's the value that Nelly and Lexi bring? I mean, we're talking about two one-name superstars in this game, not to mention native Floridians as well. No, absolutely. It's been huge. I mean, Lexi, she's uh, this will be her sixth appearance here. Uh, she's been absolutely embraced by this community. Us, both the ladies were here two weeks ago for the CEB Group Tour Championship. And um, whether it's in the Pro-Am, they're always the first ones requested by a lot of our corporate partners. Um, and on the ground, ticket sales are really strong, and I think they're a big part of that. And they also really embrace the events and understand what it's all about. Rob, looking ahead to 2023 and the mixed team format, what's going to be your pitch to the top men's players to get them to participate? You know, listen, I'm, we're certainly familiar um, with the article that's out there. We obviously have an eye on the future, and the future here in Naples is incredibly bright. But right now, we're, we are hyper-focused on this week, obviously delivering for our corporate sponsors and delivering on our charitable endeavors, and uh, we hope to have more to share in the future on that regard. Rob, I know it's a big week, especially with the charitable aspect this year specifically. Thanks for the time. We'll be watching on Golf Channel. Enjoy the week. Thank you very much, guys. We appreciate it. Lots of excitement about the appearance of two LPGA stars and Florida natives. Take a look at the tee times. Nelly and Lexi. Got Nelly with Denny McCarthy and Lexi with Mav McNeely. Got Max Homa and the kids. Going to be a lot of fun this week in Naples, Florida. Now coming up next on Golf Today, time for another past champion chat. 1991 QBE shootout winner Lanny Watkins joins the show to look back and talk about the state of the game right now. That's next. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. 
Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Back on golf today, Lanny Watkins inducted in the World Golf Hall of Fame 2009 after a career which saw him win 21 times on the PGA Tour, including the 77 PGA Championship at Pebble. Also played the Ryder Cup eight times where he was a menace. Got it done. Now, time for a flashback. Let's go back to 1991. Sherwood Country Club, Thousand Oaks. Lanny Watkins teamed up with Tom Pertzer win the QBE shootout. Team Watkins finished with a final round 63, holding off Greg Norman and Jack Nicholas by four. Time now for a past champ chat and the World Golf Hall of Fame member joins us now. Great to see you, Lanny. You know, back in 91, you and Pertzer, Hammond egged it beautifully, holding off Jack and Greg. What do you remember most? Well, the one thing I remember is Tom Pertzer played like an absolute champ all week. His length really gave us an advantage a lot of teams didn't have. He made, I want to say, he made three or four eagles on his own ball that week. His three-wood play was spectacular. Uh, we shot the low round the first day, the low round the second day. Coming out of the press tent on, I think, Saturday afternoon, I told uh, Tom, I said, you know, TP, if we shoot the lowest round every day, we're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that caught him by surprise. Lanny, even back in the early 90s, you were calling for more of these team events or one-off events during the PGA Tour schedule. 30 years later, not all that much has changed. What's your take on what the PGA Tour schedule is going to look like, which is still kind of bereft of these one-off events? I am really happy to see them go back to a year in a calendar year uh, schedule, if you will. I, I just I have been confused ever since they went to the wraparound thing. Uh, I, I think people lose track of what's happening, what's going on. I think the PGA Tour needs a distinct season. Wraparound season does not do that. Uh, I, I'm really happy to see this. And plus, it gives a chance to play some of these other events that do a lot of good for charities and other communities that don't really see the PGA Tour on a regular basis, or even some champs players. I would love to see uh, some of these off-season off events for champs tour, for example. Well, Lenny, as one of the guys who helped build the tour and 21 times uh, victory on the PGA Tour. What's it been like for you just to see this splintering atop the professional game this year? It's been disappointing, uh, but, you know, considering where the other side's coming from, not surprised, uh, not surprised that their leadership over there, uh, you know, we've seen that from those individuals before. Uh, you know, I think in a lot of ways they've always disappointed. Uh, I, I am tickled to death to see the reactions from Tiger and Rory and sticking up for what, Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas, Trevino, myself, Crenshaw, Hale Irwin, all, all of us that have built over the past 50 years or more. Uh, I, I think the product is outstanding. Best players in the world week in, week out. 
uh, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's like, you know, do you want to really take the NBA and, and have a, a, a subsidiary league these, these days or NFL? I mean, the PG tour is where it's at. It's where you're going to make your name. There's plenty of money there. It's always been the case. Uh, the PG tour and, and Tiger has it right. The PG tour rewards great play. You play well, there's plenty of money. That was the attitude I took when I came on tour. That you know, And, I mean, my first win in 72, I won by a shot over Arnold Palmer. I got 26000 You know, that wasn't, that wasn't so big back then. But, uh, you know, I knew that if I won tournaments, there would be enough money. Lenny, just to follow on that, you battled against Greg Norman in his heyday. Now he's at the forefront of this new movement. What do you think his legacy is going to be in the game? Questionable at best, I think. Uh, I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame. You can't take that away from me. Greg was a hell of a player, uh, probably one of the best drivers of the ball I've ever seen. Uh, did not get it done a number of times when he had chances to win more majors. And, you know, a lot of us didn't do that. So uh, it, it's disappointing when you don't, you know, complete a win when you think you should win. Uh, I've been in that position as well. But, uh, you know, Greg's playing legacy is cemented uh but what he's doing now i don't think helps him going forward i don't, you know uh not a fan speaking of hall of fame i actually watched your hall of fame speech last night went down the youtube rabbit hole you mentioned your brother bobby a four-time winner on pga tour champions and he started bursting in the tears in the crowd what was it like growing up with bobby playing so much golf together and competing together well, I probably played more golf with Bobby than anybody in the world. I mean, we played all the way from junior golf up to the tour. Then we were on tour together probably 25, 30 years. And I got to give a shout out to Bobby. He just had a kidney replaced here about 10 days ago, and he is doing fantastic. Uh, it's been a rough stretch for him. But uh, uh, my little brother is, is a fighter and a battler, and he didn't have a bigger fan than me. Lenny, I want you to put your analyst cap on for a moment as a lead analyst for the PGA Tour Champions coverage. Is it a matter of when or if Bernhard Langer becomes the all-time wins leader on the senior tour? I still think if. I was really uh, – I mean, Bernhard keeps throwing us curves. I got to tell you, um, his play at Timber Tech this year in Boca was ridiculous. I think he shot 129 the last 36 holes. I mean, I did not see that coming from a 65-year-old man. Uh, it was just spectacular. I mean, I've been playing against Bernhard Langer. First time I played against Langer, he was 18 years old. I played with him in a tournament in Frankfurt, Germany. And, uh, I mean, he's just been impressive. He's actually it's, – it's been interesting for me to watch because I played against him a number of times in Ryder Cup. I mean, he's done things like change his grip, change the, where the club sets at the top, you know, change his swing to, to fit more – the modern equipment. I mean, Bernhard Langer has evolved, and he just keeps evolving and winning at this age. I I really didn't think he was going to get it done, and this was about two wins ago. So now I'm of the opinion that if he gets the right course, right circumstances, and he's got a hot putter, he might just get there. Well, if it's Langer or it's Irwin, do you think that this record will be untouchable, or could you see uh, Steve Stricker or uh... – Jerry Kelly, a Jim Furyk, a Tiger Woods potentially try to you know, chase the, down the that one, mark. Well, the one guy I thought coming out that might have a chance was Jim Furyk. I, I never thought Kelly, I don't think Stricker's committed to our tour enough. Uh, quite honestly, for a guy who puts in a lot of time and, and has a tournament of his own, he, he didn't even play in the playoffs this year. I, very disappointing. But uh, I, I do think that uh, uh, 
I, I thought Jim Furyk would, but then, you know, Jim's got his own tournament as well. Takes a lot of time. And, you know, some of these guys made so much money when they played the regular tour. You know, the, the want-to factor may not be quite what it was 20 years ago for them. Lenny, what do you see as Tiger Woods' prospects on the PGA Tour champions when he becomes eligible in a couple of years? Well, you know, I've heard from John Cook, who I work with on Champs Tour a lot. Cook, he said that when Tiger watches golf, he watches Champs Tour, which is really interesting to me. I hope he's out there. I, I don't know that I'll be around by the time he gets there. I may be doing, you know, you know, pushing my cart down a fairway somewhere. I don't know. But uh, I, I think he would be an unbelievable asset to that tour. Honestly, he's an asset anywhere, anytime he plays. So uh, being able to ride, I think the biggest thing in all of our favor watching Tiger go forward with his golf game is his son, Charlie. I know how badly I want to play with my boys even today. It's the only reason I even practice or play at all is so I can go out there and play with them. Uh, I think Tiger is going to experience that more and more and more going forward. The best thing we've got going for us is, is Charlie's still really young, so Tiger's going to keep playing. And Charlie's starting to get closer and closer to out driving the old man and has done so on occasion. Lanny, it's always great spending time with you. Thanks for uh, traveling down memory lane with us. Enjoy your Wednesday and your holiday season. We'll speak to you soon. Well, thanks. It's always great when uh, the shootout week comes along. And a shout-out to my old partner, Tom Perkser. He was he was the stud. Oh, no doubt about it. Great to spend time with a 21-time PGA Tour winner, World Golf Hall of Famer, and Lanny Watkins. Lanny, never afraid to speak his mind. That's exactly why he's been in the booth for as long as he has. Just like Curtis Strange, who we had uh, mm. on the show yesterday. You love to hear that generation, how they feel about the, the current divide. Because, I mean, this is – it's it's insulting – to them as mm. players who helped build the PJ Tour to see the spot that's it's now been put in. Yeah, Lanny, of course, won that PJ back in 77. And speaking of a major championship winner, the Australian Cameron Smith had a year to remember, which kicked off in January with the win of the Century Tournament of Champions, held off John Romfinch at 34 under par, which was a 72-hole record, and he wasn't done. March won the players by one shot over Anirban Lahiri, 10 birdies. In the final round in July, came the first Aussie to win the Open since Greg Norman with his victory at the 150th at St. Andrews. And then the Australian PGA Championship, Smith secured the victory by three shots. The Australian PGA able to get it done. So I guess the question is, you know, how do you make sense of this year? And I've said it at this desk. I, I miss watching him week to week on the PGA Tour. I could travel down another YouTube rabbit hole, I guess. To, to watch it, but what do you make of the year that was? So Rex and I on this Newsmakers storylines of the year, and we have Cameron Smith uh, at, at number four there. What we tried to tackle was, is, is Cameron Smith the player of the year in 2022? And I think I actually talked myself into the argument. You think it's yes? That he is. Wow. I, I, I know Live uh, Chicago event is not an official event. There's no uh, player in the top 50 of the world who had four, or excuse me, five Five wins as Cameron Smith did. The Players' Championship is the strongest field. You're counting Live Chicago. Chicago? You're counting it's a, it. It's a victory. Not an official, I, I not mean, recognized by the OWGR. No, okay. But but for our purposes and for your purposes. Rex, Rex and I are golf writers. <laughs> you used to be a golf writer. We yes. have GWA Player of the Year. The vote is due soon. We're supposed to take an all-encompassing look of who played the best golf during the calendar year. And to me, it's Cameron Smith. His resume is the best. Better than Scotty Scheffler, who actually became the number one player in the world, who won the Masters as the number one player in the world, who won the match play, got out of that 
remarkably tough group. That out of the Fleetwood Poulter group with beat, Fitzpatrick in beat, there as well. He had to beat seven guys. Cameron Smith beat 143 at the strongest field in golf the Players Championship. Only one man put on a green jacket in 2022. And that only was, one man who hoisted the Claret Jug. But how about the match play? And how about the Arnold Palmer Invitational, which now is an elevated event and was is an Invitational, was one of the most coveted trophies on the PGA Tour, not to mention Phoenix, different golf courses, different grasses, I, I different mean, questions asked. I'm not scoffing at, at Scotty Scheffler's 2022. I want to be very clear about that. In fact, on the show on Tuesday, I said he's due to follow up his, mm. his breakthrough year in 2022 with three wins again in 2023. Actually, if, if, I was, if I was voting, I think I would actually put Roy McIlroy as my second best you bump player of the, the year third. in 2020. If we're talking about the player who played the best golf, statistically, you look at all the strokes, gain metrics, Roy McIlroy played the best golf Every time I looked up, Scheffler was holing out from the, off the green. I understand that. And I don't even think it'd be an argument in regards to Scotty Scheffler being the player of the year in 2022 had he held on to victory maybe at, at Colonial, yeah, certainly the Tour yeah. Championship. The Tour if, Championship if, won. If, if he stands alone as the FedEx Cup champion in 2022, I don't even think uh, it's, a, it's a conversation at this point. But as we sit here today, December 7th, it's yeah. a very real conversation. I agree with that. Player of the year. I think it's very, very close. But how about Cameron Smith going forward then in this new reality that he has as a live golfer? And World Golf Hall of Fame member Gary Player said it, I don't think playing in those events prepares you correctly for winning major championships. Are you concerned that Cameron Smith's best golf is behind him now? I don't know if I'd go quite that far. It, it is exceedingly rare to have an elite player who has the skill set that he does. You look at the best players in the world, whether it's John Rahm, Roy McIlroy, Scotty Scheffler, Xander mm. Shoffley, those guys are dominant off the tee, and yet Cameron Smith is the, the outlier in that he actually loses strokes to the field does. with his driver play. In that regard, he's kind of Spethian to me, mm. where he's, you know, average length, maybe a little bit crooked, but that's when the fun begins. That's when his artistry comes out. He took massive leaps with his iron play this year, and then you put it together with the best, uh, I would call it short game, putting combo does. in the world. Is that sustainable for a long window of success? Probably not but I still think he can have a very fruitful next two or three years, even if he's, you know, playing live golf as his uh, major preparatory tournaments. It's interesting that you do point to the short game and the putter. Always have been his strong suit. I'll never forget spending time with him on the practice putting green at Torrey Pines during the U.S. Open. This is before the stardom hit for him. He was all alone, so I went up and talked to him, like, what are you working on? I was, I'm working on par savers, the 15-foot, 18-foot, 12-foot putts, and just trying to make them again and again. And that's what we saw at the open, the ability to get up and down when he did hit it crooked to save shots better than anybody uh, at St. Andrews. I just wonder, from a competitive juice standpoint, can you get the blood pumping in the same way, that really tight focus that you need to kind of ramp up, as Pete Sampras used to call it, to be match tough? Can you be match tough playing 54 holes with the pyrotechnics against players that aren't as good as you would normally see on the PGA Tour. And we don't have the answer yeah. right right now. It's such a small sample size. Liv started the week before mm. the U.S. Open, so then the Open Championship, um, and obviously Cameron Smith then defected to Liv uh, at the end of the PGA Tour season. That's certainly going to be one of the main storylines mm. to watch. Do we see a significant fall-off in mm. performance of the Cameron Smiths, the Dustin Johnsons, the, the, the continued slides for uh, Brooks Kepka? 
or Bryson DeChambeau, or are they kind of reinvigorated in this new format playing 54-hole golf? Now, I know you and Rex Hoggard are talking about Cameron Smith on the Golf Central podcast out today. Out today. All right, look for that, folks at home. Stay with us on the other side of the break. 